have found the Genesis frequency. This is Dr. Stephen J. Kismina welcoming you in to another episode of a show that focuses on your whole life prosperity and success. Whole life prosperity and success by cooperating with the universal laws that are available to each and every one of us. This is Quantum Leap Goal Achievement, Radical Personal Transformation, Whole Life Prosperity and Success. Now, stay tuned for another exciting episode that'll move the needle in your life from where you are now to where you want to be. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be, wherever you are in the world, welcome in. This is the Genesis Frequency Podcast, indeed. And what are we all about? We're about, well, really manifestation acceleration, right? Moving into your field of experience, all you wish to be, do, and have in your life. Whether it's for you as an individual, a small business owner, or in your corporate environment, on your corporate team, working towards corporate goals, it's all right here. We're all wired the same way. And I want to keep moving deeper and deeper into all this material. I gave you a basic outline last episode of really how we're wired, what's happening in our conscious mind, what's happening with the input that we receive from the world around us. How does it get filtered? How does it get down into the subconscious mind that has no ability to reject or do really anything except be the executive center of the vibration that we're in, right? And and the storage and filing cabinet of everything that is taken in and experienced in our lives, right? But so powerful, so infinitely powerful. So you want to go back and you want to make sure you got that one. In fact, I'm, I'm really happy with all these episodes going back. Boy, you know, the last... Over four years, this is a fifth year of this show, going all over the world and making the difference in people's lives. I, I read comments and, and get letters and emails all the time of appreciation so that, you know, that makes it worthwhile, even just changing the life of one person or one organization or one company or one small business owner. So I appreciate all that. And and, but really, since the beginning of this year, it's been really focused on, hey, what is the really the five-step process? And and there's probably more to it because I did a couple episodes on, hey, do this first, do this first to get ready to move into the five-step process of manifestation. And all year long, it's been this tremendous value that I've been putting out there. And this may change a little bit, you know, maybe the format. Maybe it goes behind a paywall. I don't know, but I know that I don't hold back and I put it all out there. So listen and and take some notes. A lot of people put little or no value on that which they receive for free. And there is no charge for this podcast. You're not bombarded with ads either. You know, I give a little shout out to the work I do as far as a speaker, a trainer, a coach, an author, a consultant, and that kind of thing. And I have conversations with my listeners. Those are free too. So there's a tremendous amount of value here. 
Let's dive right in for today. Today, what I want to talk about is, is hey, why are you stuck? Why, why don't you have what it is you want? I talk to a lot of people all over the world, and maybe they've been studying personal and professional development material for a long, long time, but they can't understand why they still don't have what they want to have. They're not where they want to be. They're, they're not doing what they want to do. And, and they say, hey, I've read Neville Goddard. I've read Joseph Mursby. I've read Wayne Dyer. I've listened to your show. And, you know, on and on and on it goes. And so we want to look at some stumbling blocks. We want to look at why you are stuck. What is it that you want? If you identified that, we do have to step into the realization, why don't we have it? Why don't we have what we want? already. If we've been studying the process and applying it, well, why, what's going on here? And I always allude to it in almost every show about, number one, it's our paradigms. One of the biggest reasons we're stuck is we are reachers of habits. Now, remember, paradigms are a multitude of habits that have almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior. And almost all of our behavior is habitual. And remember that this is, when I'm talking about behavior, I'm not just talking about the actions that we take as we move in the world. Yeah, that's the big, big, big part. But I'm also talking about habitual thought, habitual words and word tracks that we use. We're creatures of habit. And we can get fired up. We can shift our emotional state and get really excited about, hey, I had this idea. I had this big dream and I am going for it. Nothing's going to stop me. And that's great. You know, that's a wonderful starting point because it's the emotional state. It's the feeling. It's the zeal, the excitement, the enthusiasm that propels us forward all the time. But being the creature of habit, paradigm, the programming, if you will, we could also call it, is always going to be in charge. And I, I give you a lot of different stories and examples of that. You know, the, the guy or gal gets called into the office and they're a salesperson and the sales numbers just not are where they need to be. They've been slacking, they've been drifting off and they're not going to hit the number they need to hit, not going to hit that quota. They get a talking to, right? Hey, you have to get these numbers up or else you will be out of here. And what happens? They go out in the next month, maybe the next two months, maybe the next three months, those numbers are up. Well, what happened? Well, there's numbers are up, but eventually they're going to go right back down to where they were because we live in a cause and effect universe. And the habits, the programmings, the patterning, is all still in charge. Now, what happened though? Well, these patterns and these paradigms can only be changed in, in a couple different ways. One is through emotional impact. And in this scenario, the emotional impact, right? The emotional impact was the threat of, hey, you're going to lose your job if you don't get these numbers up. 
that has an emotional impact on the individual. It's a pattern interrupt that causes a change in behavior. But this behavior change is usually only temporary. Sometimes it's lasting. Sometimes it's on the negative side of the coin too. You know, we can have that emotional impact. But in this little scenario here for our example, it had a temporarily positive impact and it influenced the individual to go out there and produce better numbers, acceptable numbers. However, without getting to cause, to root cause, which is the behavior in the paradigms, the habitual behavior, the individual's going to go right back to that. Okay, those numbers are going to go right back down to where they were. They'll level off. They might have a, you know, that spike for a little while, but they'll settle back into the old habits because the old habits weren't necessarily changed. And I said there's two ways to change them. One is the emotional impact, and usually we don't have any control over that. Number two is constant spaced repetition through thought, word, and action of the desired state we want to experience. And that's usually done in the form of affirmation, speaking them, writing them, thinking them, including them in our inner dialogue and chatter, reading them over and over and over and over again, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, writing them out. And those are the ways that we change the pattern. So when we engage in the old behaviors, well, the desired state is poured into our subconscious mind, and that's rising to the top. We start to engage in that old behavior, and here comes the affirmative state that that we have been directing our mind to be in control. Say, oh, no, no, you're, you're slipping into that behavior. You said, I am so happy and grateful now that I am number one in sales and remain there throughout the entire year. So you're affirming a state, and it's going to kick in. It's going to, but these old habits don't die hard, but we're pushing the old habits out. We got to work at one at a time. You can't work on a whole bunch of them at once. Now, I want to get through all this. This might end up being a two-parter. And there's really six, seven points I want to touch on. So we'll talk more about each and every one of these as we move forward with the show. So so paradigms is is a big point of where people get stuck. And, and most people aren't even aware of these. A lot of things come up, you know, we're born into, they come through genetics and DNA. And then we learn a lot of these behaviors, these habits, when we're just this, when we're an infant, when we're a child, we're this vessel of subconscious mind and everything's poured in there. We don't have any ability to filter any of it out, but we begin to filter it out as we get older and develop our power of reason. And we replace some of those things, but it's the things that we replace the way they get replaced, I should say, is with the thoughts that we have that are wrapped in feeling and emotion. And this establishes, contributes to establishing our frequency, the vibration we're in, our emotional state, and it all springs from there. Now, we've done a lot of shows on that. They're all in the archives. Go check them out. We'll talk more about this moving forward. The next thing, the next sticking point for a lot of people is beliefs. What is your belief at the beginning of perhaps a doubtful undertaking. It is your belief at the beginning of a doubtful undertaking 
that's going to directly impact the success you have with whatever project, with whatever goal, desire, aspiration, or dream that you are working on. Your, if you believe that it's probably not going to happen, it's probably not going to happen. If you believe positive results are very, very doubtful, well, that's probably what you're going to end up with. So you have to examine your beliefs. And this is such a big point for, for people because they have the big dream. Maybe they listened to my show. Maybe we had a conversation and they decided, yeah, I'm going to take that dream off the shelf. It's been up on that shelf since I was really, really, really young. I had a big dream when I was a youngster, an adolescent, a teenager, and I put it on the shelf. I put my imagination in a box as well. And so maybe they took it out, right? But when they start to engage it again, when they start to think about it again and consider the possibilities, these beliefs, these old worn out beliefs kick in. And, and most of them are true. They believe, well, I, you know, that's what I really want, but I, I don't believe that I can do that. But yet for some strange reason, they, we all believe that it's possible for somebody else. But we don't believe it's possible for us. Or we believe we're not smart enough. We believe we don't know how, so we shouldn't even consider it. Remember, the how is none of your business. So we have to examine the beliefs. What are the beliefs we have? Where did they come from? And they're usually rooted in that programming that was poured into that subconscious mind when we were very, very young, or the input we took in from our five senses. How many times when we were younger did we have maybe a teacher or a parent or a grandparent or a relative or peers, friends, saying, you, not you? No, not you. You, you, can't, you, you. You'll never be able to do that. You won't amount to anything. Oh, pick a different subject. You're not smart enough. We, we, this poured in there, and it had an impact on us. It had an emotional impact on us. It formed itself into a belief. I was told over and over and over again that I wasn't smart enough. So why should I consider this big dream? I'm not smart enough to make it happen. And we buy into these beliefs, and so many of them are false. They're not true for us. I tell people all the time when I'm getting them to come out of their shell and really consider their dream and use the power of their imagination and really question if that dream is even big enough, I, I tell them, listen, keep going with this. Because even if you don't believe it's possible for you, I believe it's possible for you, and you can borrow my belief. And, and, and just that little nudge has made a difference in the lives of so many people. They go forward saying, well, I don't know, but this guy I've been talking to, he believes it's possible for me. And that was just enough to push a lot of people over the edge into their uncomfortable zone, right? Because we have to move out of our comfort zone. And that's a, another sticking point. We have to be willing to, to dip our toes in the water outside our comfort zone. We've heard the famous quote, right? The, the treasure you seek is in the cave you fear to enter. And so we have to, we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, so to speak. So our beliefs, so we got our paradigms, our beliefs, and, and expectation. I tell people all the time, you're not going to get necessarily what you want. You're going to get what you expect. We have to get up every single day 
and move ourselves into a state of positive expectation. We have to expect our good. We have to walk into a, an awareness of the divine givingness, telling ourselves over and over the gifts. The gift has already been given. It is. We have all the resources available to us to create whatever we want to create in our lives and however we want our lives to look. So every day should be one filled with positive expectation. That should be our ceaseless state. It should be an emotional state. It should be an exciting state. Every day I expect positive results. Every day I expect positive outcomes. Every day I expect new ideas, new events, new circumstances, new things to move into my field of experience that are supportive of the life I would love to live. Every day should be one of positive expectation, which moves me into the next one, which is, you know, sometimes people keep score too often. They're checking the scorecard all the time. And I see this in a lot of social media groups, you know, especially Neville Goddard or, or some other manifestation program. They're always saying, well, I tried this for a couple of days and it didn't work. Well, that's like saying, you know, I went on a diet yesterday and I stepped on the scale today and, and it hasn't moved. It's not working. I ate some vegetables yesterday and the scale's still in the same place. And so what happens there? Look what happened there in that little silly scenario. The emotional state quickly moved out of, of the original goal. This person probably, maybe they did it the right way. Maybe they affirmed to get out of the habits of, of maybe overeating. And maybe they said, I'm so happy and grateful. I'm now at my ideal weight of whatever the number is, right? And, and so they moved into a different emotional state to have an impact on their behavior through positive stated repetition of the desired state. But right away the next day, they moved in into a negative vibration of it not being here, a vibration of doubt, of negative expectation. It's not here, right? They don't believe it works. So the belief shifted back to, well, I can't do it. Other people can lose weight, but not me. So there's a lot going on here. Keeping score is the worst thing you can do. So many people say, well, you know, I, I wanted to manifest a dream home, a right relationship, more time and money freedom. But, you know, I've been at it for a week. <laughs> I, I want to build a new business. I've been going at this thing for two, three weeks now, and, and you know, I haven't made any money yet. So they're keeping score, but what are they doing? You hear me talk a lot about vibration and frequency. They shift out of that and they move into a negative state, a negative vibration, a non-supportive energy about them moves in that convinces themselves to some extent that it's not possible for them, they can't do it, that it doesn't work. So we really have to be on guard. We have to just know that our good is there. There's other things that we have to do. There's a way that we have to be. There's a certain way that we have to think. But it's, we're never going to find the answers in slipping back into it's not possible. So we're going to talk about more of these moving forward as I'm running out of time for today because 
Uh, I want to talk about being consistent, consistent daily efforts, consistent daily thoughts, consistent daily actions, right? Because it's all about our thought, word, and action. And, and then taking action, that's a big sticking point too, not, not taking action. It's not enough just to read and study. We have to do the things too that move us into the being state of what it is we want to be, what we want to show up as in this world. So we'll talk about all of that and we'll talk about accountability. I'm going to go through this list again and, and, and we'll spend some time on each one of these, a little bit more time. But consider these. These are sticking points and just see and feel into where do you see yourself in this? And the thing to remember is most people can't change these things that I've shared with you in this episode. Most people can't, can't do this by themselves. And that's why a mentor, an accountability partner, a coach, a consultant, you know, I do all those things for people. And that's where we come in to help be that observer, to help keep you on track, to help point out some things, to tell you and teach you how to think in a certain way, not to, not to show you and tell you what to do, but how to think in a certain way that'll move you, help you make a quantum leap in the direction of the life you would love to live, your goals, your dreams, your desires, and aspirations. And it works the same way. And I can't beat this home enough. It works the same way for your goals as an individual in your personal life, your goals and dreams for your professional life, for your small business, corporate culture, corporate teams, corporate goals. It all works the same way. We can apply it. Reach out. Let's have a conversation about this. Successappointment.com gets you on my calendar or Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N at successocean.com. We'll get you my email. Get in there. Go to successocean.com. Hey, if you are looking for a vehicle, a vehicle to step into the wonderful world of being an entrepreneur in the personal and professional development field, go to successocean.biz, B-I-Z, successocean dot biz recently posted a new video in there talking about a very lucrative opportunity for the right individuals we'd have to have an interview on that so you can there's a contact form in there if you'd like to explore that but reach out continue to listen to this show let's talk about it let's explore where you are we're going to add another division very shortly which is you know the other side of it a lot of people say hey i want to do this i want to I have a great idea. I want to pitch a shark, right? Or I want to, uh, I want to take my dream, my coaching, my consulting, my my law practice, my financial practice to the next level. We're going to enter into that marketing piece too, and uh, partner with some expertise in that field. So stay tuned for that. That's coming soon. For now, I'm going to wrap this up. We went way over again today, but I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for really getting this show to rank all over the world. I really appreciate that. For now, I'm going to wish you a very, very, well, what do I usually say? An infinitely spectacular day. This is Dr. Stephen J. Kismina. God bless you.